0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community.
1: Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley.
0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 335, entitled Affiliate Marketing is disingenuous. It was published on Thursday the 20th of July 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few minutes by David Wormsley so that we can have that chat. But firstly, a few little bits of housekeeping. The first thing to say is that we've got a couple of bits of content which are coming up fairly soon. We have got a brand new webinar series. It actually started yesterday on the 19th of July but it's with Patrick Posner, who has a fabulous WordPress plugin called Simply Static, and over four episodes of this webinar series, he's going to explain how it is that you can set up a static website. What does that even mean? How can you use his plugin to do that? And a whole host of other topics. We're going to be covering GitHub on how to deploy your static site, how forms can work with static sites, how you can do search, and also how you can do multilingual. So we're doing that in our live channel but also it will be available on the WP builds demos archive you can find that by going to the wpbuilds.com website find the archives menu and then right at the bottom is the demos archive we're going to be putting them all in there so that's going to be happening live every Wednesday for the next few weeks wpbuilds.com forward slash live and we've also got our WP builds UX show which we do with peach and We've got one coming up next month, and we're looking for a few non-profit charity pet project sites that Peachy can have a look at. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI, you can find out more about that. The other thing to say is we're looking for sponsor opportunities. If you would like to get your product or service out in front of the WP Builds audience, well, we're keen to get you on board head to wpbuilds.com forward slash sponsor. And there's a link there where you can have a chat with me. I'll get on a Zoom call with you or something similar, and we'll talk through the options that we've got. So wpbuilds.com forward slash sponsor. I guess the last thing to say is if you like what we do, head to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and sign up there. And we'd really appreciate it. If you feel that you get any value out of these episodes, go and share it on social media. And possibly give us a rating on your podcast player of choice. Join us in the comments on an episode. You know, why give everything away to social media when we've got a WordPress comment system? That would be really nice. A few of you have been doing that lately, and I really appreciate it. The WP Bells podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddyPro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more. Head to go.me forward slash WP Builds once more. Go.me forward slash WP Builds. And sincere thanks to GoDaddyPro for their continuing, ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Right. What have we got for you today? Well, we've got a chat with David and I. This episode is entitled Affiliate Marketing is Disingenuous. This is in our Thinking the Unthinkable series. So we put these kind of clickbaity titles in there and, you know, chat through the whole thing. So what is affiliate marketing? How did it come about? What have we got in WordPress now? Is it a sleazy thing which marketers use to get you to buy products that they don't necessarily believe in? Or is it a useful thing which WordPress product makers can use to reach a wider audience easily. Maybe it's both, maybe it's neither. Find out what we think on the podcast.
1: Welcome to the 12th episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series. Today, we shall be squirming in our seats as we talk about <laughs> whether affiliate marketing is disingenuous. Okay, this <laughs> is going to be easy. The answer's yes. Good night. It <laughs> probably is. Look, I... I think it's fair to say that affiliate marketing has never really been our thing and that we struggled with it, but yeah, yeah. we've done some, haven't we? Because
0: oh, yeah, definitely. It's like leaving money on the table, isn't it? If you don't get into it, but yeah,
1: yeah. let's, let's open it up. You're going to talk about the history of it, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I mean, just sticking with that one, I think anybody has to flirt with the idea of really using affiliate marketing if they do any kind of content because it takes up your time doesn't it so it's Mm -hmm. really easy to get into but yeah I think the way to start this is really just to go back to WordPress history because I mean when I started with it really there wasn't there wasn't much in a way of products the first ones were coming out the first themes and pretty much everybody in that community it was much more seen as an open source community where People wanted to expand on what was already a fairly simple system so they could turn it into a website builder, which of course it now is. But then I think most people were just devs scratching their own itch, trying to find a way to perhaps make some extra money. They wanted to improve on a theme that they would have made for free and wanted to do a pro version. And at that time, I think most of them just thought, as I think is the sense behind affiliate is that if they get their loyal users to spread the word, then they ought to share in those kind of profits. So I think it all came about, you know, in a kind of natural way. Yeah. But today, <laughs> it seems the very opposite now. You, you kind of go into the business of being a WordPress affiliate, where I don't think that would have been imaginable in the early days. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail really nicely on the head there
0: in that, you said something I think you said loyal followers, yeah, and I think that that's a really kind of almost honorable approach yeah. to it, in that let's say, for example, that you are i don't know an accountancy firm in a in a town, I'll take the example of my town, and yeah. I am one of their customers, and I'm really pleased with their service, and so I endorse them amongst my friends, you know I've got a friend and they want to start a business and they happen to ask me about the accountant that I use, and I'm quite happy to say, yeah, yeah, they're great. They're really good. Here's a bunch of reasons why, uh, and I'll introduce you to them. And there's a kickback for that, it turns out, from my accountant. My accountant will, will give you a, a range of different things, including you know access to cheaper services or some cash or like mm-hmm. a hamper, that kind of thing. So it, in that scenario, it works really well because it's really honest. I'm not going to tell my friends, yeah, I, I've got an accountant. And they're really good if I think they're hopeless because I don't want my friend to have a hopeless accountant. The, I guess the, the crisis comes in when I suddenly realized, do you know what, I got a free hamper for that and I've got <laughs> a load of friends and I can get a load of hampers uh, or cash. I'm going to go around telling all my friends that my rubbish accountant is really good because I want the cash. That's the, that's the sort of crux of it. The seesaw is like the fulcrum is there. You know, if you really like something and you're a genuine, loyal user, there just isn't a problem. But when it strays into, well, I don't have any, I'm completely ambivalent about this product or worse still, I know this product is trash, but I know that I'll get a ton of money if I get a load of people signing up for it. So I'm going to do that because
1: the cash is more important than the the honesty. You know, what you just made me think of something which I did not put in the notes there was the fact that when you started with this, you would have, you know, when you recommend like that, generally, it's, you're going to be recommended to people who are very similar to you who might like the service. So when I think maybe, I'm not even sure if it had an affiliate scheme, but when I started with Genesis theme, one of the first ones, which was one of the commercial themes, I think there might be an affiliate. There was, I'm sure mm-hmm. affiliates with that, but it was only very likely to attract those type of people who kind of wanted to keep close to the code but wanted to do more with WordPress. So, you know, you were only going to sell it. And I think that's the big shift that we've seen with perhaps now when you look at it, if you look at something like Elementor who comes in with investor money from the beginning with an aim to make a page builder that's going to appeal to everybody, the developers, the people who are doing it themselves. Um you know an affiliate scheme set up by them is open to all so you you literally got a way to just make that your job promoting elemental yeah you, yeah you know i don't think you could have done out of genesis partly because going back there wasn't so many people but also because of the fact it had a limited appeal i guess the um the the the
0: interesting thing there is the is the size of the audience that you've got yeah on the internet as opposed to the real world. So if we rewind the clock 30 years ago, I could have been doing my local accountancy uh, fraud, if you like, um, amongst my, <laughs> my local environment, the, the handful of people that I know in the real world. But th- there, really isn't an, there really isn't a career to be made out of that because I simply don't know enough people. But given yes. YouTube and blog posts and you know the, the way that you can build an audience by putting yeah. out content, you can you can skew that because you can quickly gather a, a dozen a hundred a thousand tens of thousands hundreds of thousands in some cases and I, you know I know that there's out there there are youtubers who've got millions of followers the The incentive to put things out which are not well which are disingenuous must be quite strong I think you've got to be a fairly you've got to have a bit of a moral backbone to be able to refuse the
1: the the cash that's being offered by doing the affiliate thing yeah should we just talk about the, the because obviously affiliate schemes aren't all equal are they some have a kind of you know with yearly subscriptions on a lot of products in wordpress then some do offer a continual income so if you've found somebody and they continue to be a loyal customer to that product you as the person who sent them continue to earn from it
0: yeah that's I really that. an interesting position to take as a product owner. Mm. that's quite a that's quite a decision isn't it? Okay, I'm going to pay you every single time somebody resubscribes or the, you know the subscription carries on. That's quite a sizable amount of money that you as the product owner are giving away whether it's 10% 50% I don't know, but you've you've made a quite an interesting commitment there and presumably the thought process behind that is well not only do I want to I want to ensure that people renew, but I, I want to ensure that my successful affiliates realize yeah. that it's a good thing to just keep banging the gong about my product year after year because they know that their bank balance is being swelled, even you know, even if they don't necessarily attract loads of new people.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, my first introduction to being an affiliate for something was with Beaver Builder, and they did that, and I thought, oh. <laughs> i never for one moment expected it. i wondered if they regretted that decision but they've always honored it and uh but it's not you know the case i think with most they just want that initial crowd particularly with a new product and then they may pull their affiliate scheme and there are some who just say they would never have an affiliate scheme you know yeah
0: it's, it's a finder's fee isn't it if it's just a one-time deal it's okay we've had an introduction yeah. from you and thanks for that and that's it We're we're done but if you want more finders <laughs> fees, go and find new people. I think that's the yeah. typical way of doing it. I think in that case, the what you mentioned about Beaver Builder, that's pretty rare.
1: I, I don't think I can't think that there's too yeah. many that do it that way. You reminded me just earlier about this this whole thing about the first and last click, who gets the affiliate? Mm. You know who's and do you have any views on which is the most honest of those? So let's let's just lay out what it is. So there's mm. there's two approaches, I
0: guess. So Let's say, for example, that I'm in a vanilla browser. I've never visited a website before, and I click on an affiliate link, and there I am on the website, and I've got a cookie now embedded in my browser which is able to tell the the vendor, let's say, plugin X, that mm-hmm. it was me that sent you, and that mm-hmm. cookie's there. But So that's first click because I was the mm-hmm. person that got you there first, and it doesn't matter... Which other affiliates drive me to to that website? It'll be the first the first one that counts, and obviously that requires cookies not to be cleared out, and there's usually some sort of cookie policy in terms of days thirty days, ninety days, whatever. And then there's last click, which is the the person that drove the sale, the person mm. who actually provided the click, which then turned out to be the sale, and mm. I guess. Mm, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I can totally see why the first click is important. Obviously, if they've never mm-hmm. been there one time, they needed to encourage, encounter you first time. And my understanding with all things on the internet is that, well, there's this notion of it takes seven, or I don't know if that's the right number, seven interactions before you trust a brand. Yes. So you have to see that brand in seven different scenarios. So in on the, on the internet, that would typically be seven visits to a site or something. You know, you've got to make your mind up. So in that case, the first click was the the thing that set all the dominoes falling. You know, you began that journey, <laughs> yeah. but equally, the one that actually drove the sale was the one yeah. that mattered. So I can see it from both sides: first click, last click. Yeah, and last click. I should explain is is exactly that. It's the the one that actually was the click which led to the the sale on that given moment. Yeah,
1: that was really well explained. And actually, while you were doing that, it made me think that I think last click seems. Fairest because first click will always benefit that initial search where those who are dominating in the market, you know, uh, on search anyway, as affiliates, will probably get that one where potentially it is the last one when you've gone through all stuff and it's that last person who's managed to convince you that might be right for you. Seems to me like the last click I favor.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. Well, okay. So let's take a scenario where there's a, I don't know, some famous YouTuber who mm-hmm. has a giant audience and they are really good at spotting that there's new products out there and making yeah. content really really quickly and turning it round yeah they will they will dominate that won't they because they will yeah. they will get that massive audience of theirs clicking a link so they potentially could hoover up vacuum yep. up i should say all of the all of those when really the the, the content that they made around it was just quickly rushed out potentially yep. i'm not saying it, it is but there is that potential it, it, that there, there are some tripwires there which you need to be mindful of
1: mm. but yeah i i think it because the last click is obviously somebody's going to be slower to the party maybe you spent a lot more time testing the product uh spent a lot more time on the content working out who it might be before and uh so yeah I'm inclined to the last click. Anyway, I yeah. never had an opinion on this before, but now I do.
0: Yeah, that's interesting though, isn't it? Because it must be it must be slightly frustrating if you are that person who creates yeah. let's say a 10,000 word blog blog post which has taken you, you know, a week of thought plus 2 days of execution and and you've decided that, you know, you're going to put an affiliate link in there. So you do only yeah. to discover that the article which was written in five minutes but had an affiliate link by somebody else is actually the person that's benefiting from yeah. it yeah th- that's yeah. interesting so yeah okay I, I think my mind made up on that as well i think last click is is probably where where we need to go but the next the next subheading in your the show notes that you've got <laughs> here is just it's, it's of, evil it's evil um
1: yeah is it yeah is it evil well that- <laughs> Well, this was just listing out the arguments, if you like, for why it might be evil, and I'm just refreshing myself on it before we go on to why we think it's probably uh, necessary or unavoidable. So let's get let's dig into the nasty side of it. So I think you know the dangers of it is that the quality of educational content can be diminished. Really, it's all about the sales. Everything, everything now is promoted as a game changer to get your attention and that quality content which often we need educational good quality content in wordpress or anything like that this you know it's it's the ones who selling the game changer or selling stuff dominate so i don't that's the evil side of it
0: yeah and i guess it does it does encourage so l- let's just start again really if um if you've got a product which you don't necessarily believe in but is going to give you a very high return on <laughs> potential licenses. Let's say the plugin is selling for $99 a year or something like that, but they're offering you 50% of that sale, and let's imagine that they're offering that 50% every time that uh, license is renewed. That's quite a lot of money. If you get 100 affiliates converting yeah. on that, that's you know getting into the thousands and thousands of dollars. It does... It does promote you to behave in a certain way, doesn't it? And with the best will in the world, I think a lot of people would be conflicted by that. Okay, how do do I phrase this so that I can encourage people to click that button? As opposed to, am I going to be entirely honest all the way? This thing is actually rubbish. It's pointless. Don't buy it. It's not to be trusted. There Mm. is that potential conflict. And I think the internet broadly knows it, don't they? Because because there's always this debate about, okay, is that an affiliate link? Have you got an affiliate link policy? Where in the email does it say this email could contain affiliate links? Where on your website does it say there are affiliate links
1: on this website? You know, it's it's tricky. Yeah, but I think so few people really even worry about that. You just see free content, and and I think you've touched on this, but it was one of the points there, just to make it more clear. It it doesn't pay for the content makers to be honest about the issues that they see on something. And I think what happens as well, you're in a trap with this because the product, somebody who's creating a new product and it may be fantastic, will feel that they they need to um get that money in first. So they're going to look out for people who've got an audience and they're probably going to even do some kind of deal or let them know about the product earlier so they can get that first thing in. But within that, even if it's not explicitly said, there's a sort of expectation that you're going to say something very good about this product, which may not be there yet. So I think, you know, it really doesn't pay affiliate um, makers to, in fact, a lot of them admit to the fact that, you know, and I've seen it myself, I've done it myself when I'm talking about products. I've had some issues getting it to do the thing that I'm showing on the video. And I get it wrong a few times. And then I just skip over the thing that might make me go wrong. And just so I can show that the whole thing works to the, the audience. But I'm actually not giving them the full information. I'm not giving them where actually it tripped me up. I'm just showing you how if you do this, this and this, it will work. But, you know, I don't mention don't do this because it won't. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the temptation, isn't it? Is are you going to
0: skew your content? Yeah um i mean it may be that you're an entirely optimistic person and you always want to say nice things that's you know that is plausible but equally there may be a little bit which is okay right that didn't work that doesn't work but let's just let's just ignore that we won't we won't yeah. mention that dysfunctional yeah. piece because that's going to obviously have a negative impact on the the potential for people watching this video to uh, to buy it but also does it have the capacity to inflame the kind of language that you use? So instead of it being a, a very nuanced, you know, here's a plugin. I'm going to explain it dispassionately. I'm going to show you what it does. And there we go. It's a a tutorial, if you like. Does it Does it have the capacity because you know you're, there's a chance of make, making some money out of it for for you to go down that route of this is the game changer, you know, look at what this can do. It's got unrivaled features it's it can do this 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 and this (laughs) yeah you know you just get into that hype cycle which must be effective because
1: people do it and if it wasn't effective everybody would have stopped doing it years ago but you you see that a lot yeah and everybody's i mean you know you you can't help but avoid it and it's not just within wordpress it's uh you know when you go to your youtubes everybody's got the same format where they're pulling an expression pointing to something this is a game changer you'll not believe this Everything's kind of clickbait. And, you know, recently I was telling you about this, I was I had a YouTuber advert came on and I just it just made me smile so much, uh, because it was way over the top. You know, it was this guy next to a big car in a suit there, He was a millionaire who's stopping people in the street saying, If I show you this app, uh, which is a trading app, um, yeah, I can make you a kind of millionaire, you can make lots of money. And it goes through this whole thing. I couldn't you know, obviously I didn't believe a word of it because I'm a cynical Brit, and <laughs> you know, anybody we who's made this. it big, yeah, we want to pull them down when they make it big. <laughs> US people are not quite the same, but anyway, this was an American advert. Anyway, it, it took me two seconds. I just had to look this up and then I saw that this, you know, six years ago, this CEO, uh, I've gone on YouTube, he wasn't a CEO, he was an actor, the the car was hired, the office use was hired, everybody was hired. It's a complete lie. He. This app didn't come from Google in the first place when he was working for them. But, you know, still six years on after, you know, quite a lot of content out there. (laughs) It still is running. It's still costing them to show it to me. And it obviously still must be doing people. So I think, yeah, I mean, what people are going to learn as we've talked about this post-truth era where people are perhaps not bothered if it's the story they want to hear, they're going to go with it. And I uh, I think a lot of marketing in the WordPress area and anything to do with technology and that has has taken on board some of that stuff. So I think it has moved a lot closer to that. Yeah, you know, literally everything is a game changer these days, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is kind of amazing that yeah. you know
0: that what's the expression? If, if if you you know fool me once, such and such a thing, fool me twice, blah blah blah. I don't, I can't remember <laughs> how it goes, yeah. but you know that one. And yet on the internet, we seem to be able to be fooled a billion times over, and that's fascinating, or I wonder if it's more that the the internet is just you know growing and growing, and so you're just constantly looking for a new set of gullible people to get sucked into your inflamed content, you know your over exaggerated disingenuous content. I don't know, but it it okay, so th- this may stray into something a little bit weird it, There must be a subset of people who yeah. are acclimatized, no, not acclimatized, who are. More more gullible, if you like, and I, I don't mean it to sound that way, but who are, let's say, more likely to do these kind of things because of, I don't know, things like desperation. You know, you've been yeah. kicked out of your job, you are scrabbling around, you're trying to find something, and this get-rich-quick thing comes across the internet. You click a video and suddenly you're conflicted. Oh, goodness, what do I do? Should I go for this? Am I going to leap? And, and I, I do wonder if there's some harm in that. You know, if we are actually causing people to to go down rabbit holes that they really shouldn't be getting involved in. You know, they, they wouldn't have found it were it not for the
1: internet. I'm probably exaggerating that a little bit, but do you understand mm. what I'm saying? I know exactly. And I think, you know, we're aware of it, even as people who build websites for clients when we're doing it, we we know that often I say to clients that people on the internet are looking to be better versions of themselves. Something about those even early days when you might log on, you know, uh, hear all those lovely beeping sounds as you took up the phone line to go explore this wonderful world of the internet. And I think there's still a part of us where we're looking for this hidden kind of mystery on the internet, this thing that wasn't available before in our locations that is now in this global network. And I still think there's Still an element where we still like that. And I think that's why you and I and that get excited about, and that they've actually been quite good for us, but things that are, you know, those uh, Sumo type deals that you see, you know, often get excited about, wow, I could get something like this so cheap. So I think it's in us all on the internet to keep searching for this kind of dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the, yeah. the thing is that
0: there genuinely are,
1: I think it's rare,
0: but there genuinely are things which do come along, which are game changers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, for example, the uh, Elementor, like, love it or hate it, that really did do incredibly well. A lot of people, I think, were able to create businesses and, well, page builders in general, but Elementor was obviously the one that went into the uh, lower Earth atmosphere. Um, (laughs) And and that really was a game changer for a lot of people. So that was great, but most of the stuff that comes along isn't. You know, a, a new plugin comes along and it does one thing well, but it does a dozen things not that well. It's a game changer. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and but there really aren't that many game changers, but when, but there, there are enough of them to keep us believing. You know, at the minute, I feel like the game changer is, is AI. Um, yes. It, you know, it's just like everything's going to be AI. It's going to be brilliant. Our lives are going to be infinitely better. Uh, Should we wait and see? I'm not entirely sure, but it does appear that, you know, if you've got anything with AI in it, you're, uh, it's a game changer. And if your product doesn't have a- AI in it, it's not, yeah, it's rubbish. It's last year, totally out of date. So that keeps us going. We're constantly yep. in the cycle of, well, the, the next thing is just over the hill. It, it could be coming down the, the pike, but, um, yeah, it, it's the conflict of, of whether or not you're being honest in your content
1: creation that's that's i think where the rob is my my issue has been a lot well there's two kinds of content creation i think those that are maybe sort of uh, reviewing and those that are kind of training and i think when we were mentioning earlier that you might want to skirt over some issues that people might have with this software it should be there i think in reviews where it might not be but if you were a proper trainer you don't really want to confuse somebody you're training with stuff that they don't want to do. You want to just tell them what they want to do. So there'll be genuine reasons to skip over it. And I think, you know, these are all sort of like moral dilemmas, I think, for people who do decide to do affiliate marketing. And uh, there's going to be a range of different interpretations, of course. one. Yeah, but when you're making lots of money out of it, you're going to obviously go with what works best, and that's generally going to be to not reveal problems that people yeah. might have. Yeah. But also the other problem, I think, sorry, let me just carry no, no, on with the course. one thing I didn't put down, which is what's always bugged me is that when something new is released as a game changer, it is new. And what you can't provide for people, which is going to be key because there's so much dependency on it is its reliability in the future. And I think it, this kind of system. Does mean that those that have a lot of flashy goods that come up front, whether they're a little bit wobbly and whether they're not going to be looked after in the future, is not revealed. Where the people who might take it a little bit more seriously and add things very, very cautiously and slowly and make sure they work, they lose out in that system. Mm, yeah, I think. Yeah, you mentioned earlier about being a cynical Brit. I,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure that I fit into that category beautifully. But there is a certain prejudice that I bring when I watch content or read content on the internet. So, YouTube or blog posts or whatever. And I am definitely drawn. I trust more when people are just talking in their own voice. Because, yeah. you know, there's no sort of heightened tone. There's no, there's no need to do the crazy, flashy graphics. There's no need to exaggerate what things can do i I am absolutely drawn to the content creators who just explain things and do it in a very dispassionate way and i can judge that not only have they highlighted things that are good but when i see that they're highlighting things that are bad and not as a little bit at the end oh and here's a couple of things that it can't do but you know sprinkled throughout the content okay i tried to do this it didn't work um, maybe that's something that the developers is going to be working on. I'll, I'll find out and post an update. Those <laughs> yeah. kind of calm uh, folk—they yes. th- they suck me in so much more, which is interesting because I imagine that the affiliate marketers it, it, that is typically not
1: successful. Otherwise, <laughs> they would do it that way. Yeah, I, I remember actually watching you. you. You don't really do this. You get other people to talk, and uh, but you did this one. A couple of videos, I think earlier on, just explaining a product on there. And I, having just not long before done the same kind of thing, I, I really admired what you did because you did just talk in your straight voice where I found myself and it's not in my character. Hello. (laughs) Yes. With the (laughs) shirt. I would uh, soon, you know, sort of settle down, but because I couldn't keep it up, but you know, there's. There's that habit to think well, you 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 can't go on there and just go hello today we are going yeah, yeah. talking about.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, you can, and and I think I think people people are drawn to that. I watched a video. I'm going to name drop, um, and it was a David McCann video yes. uh recently. And David McCann, he is so himself, isn't he? Have you yeah. ever watched some of his content? I mean, it's just like so, David. I, I imagine that David. If I met David in person, I would see the exact same person. I, I confess he doesn't actually go on the video. It's just his voice, so we have to yes. assume what he's looking at. Like. But I imagine that a conversation with David would sound exactly the same as a conversation that I heard on his YouTube videos. Do you know what I mean? He seems I, – I, I don't mean seems. I, I, I'm convinced that he's just the real deal. He's just totally authentic. In the same way that – oh, you're going to hate me – that you are. Oh. 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 God. <laughs> but you are and that's probably why I was I was drawn to doing this podcast with you because I just think that's there's obviously some sort of collision of of the way we like things if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm pretty um, professional so I guess like <laughs> nothing, you know, the, the real me slips out unfortunately. It <laughs> makes me cringe. But David McCann is a perfect example. You know, honestly with David McCann cuz he talks slow, it's almost he's almost monotonic so it's kind of boring. But actually, he does some of the best reviews out there because he just really gets to the facts in an unpassionate way. So I I agree. I really, of pretty much all the people out there who do those reviews and those kind of things, his is the one I'm most likely to listen. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? So,
0: okay, we've decided that there are scenarios where it could be evil. We know what those scenarios are. Yeah. um but then the next subheading you've got here is it's necessary that's interesting
1: yeah well or unavoidable i think i'll go as far as that really with it but uh, yeah i guess where would we be if we didn't have the affiliates really um would we who's going to make that content that we yeah. need you are basically
0: <laughs> as a pro- as a new product owner i think yeah. there is a lot of shouting into the void and yeah. and so having the ability to for people to earn, and obviously, if you are picked up by a a giant media outlet, you know, and there's there's a few in the WordPress space who presumably have hundreds of thousands of views of their YouTube videos or their blog posts. Yeah. If you're picked up by one of those, that that could revolutionise your life, literally. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that that's happened. So it's a good thing in that sense, isn't it? You know, you, you can become, um, an overnight hit because somebody picked up on something that you were doing and they were willing to do it more so because there was some financial benefit to them. You know, they spend time doing their content. They want to be reimbursed for that time. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: even if, you know, uh, we've been thinking really largely about the people who decide to set up a YouTube channel and talk about products and then make money from it. That's the people we talk about. But actually, it's the people making these products who are involved in it. I mean, there's nobody bigger than um, Awesome motive for, because of WP Beginner, you know, they bring in all of the new people and it's selling all of their own products. So even if there were no independent affiliate marketers out marketers out there, there are going to be big companies like awesome motive who are doing the, aff- the affiliate placement anyway themselves yeah yeah
0: so it is a it's a good route to yeah. to get your product built and uh, having done this podcast for a, a length of time and you know run various events and what have you i can tell you that i've been reached out to multiple times lots and lots of times by people who are just desperate to get their product uh, seen by somebody and i'm not really the right person to do that because i think i think most cases um a a product is 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 very effectively sold on a youtube video whereas unless there's a real obvious i can explain the benefit of this then a a podcast maybe isn't the perfect place but in in some scenarios yeah i can totally get that we can talk about why this is a good thing so they come on the podcast and hopefully in some cases it's it's made, you know, it's made a bit of a difference. So it it's a in that sense it's a, a really good thing. Um mm. you know, I don't I don't have a problem with it. And like like you said, we've both used affiliate links. There are affiliate links on the WP builds website. Mm. I guess that gets into the whole disclosure policy. Do we need that? Do we need to be saying, look, here's an affiliate link and right under it, here's a non affiliate link, you pick. Or is it okay to just bury affiliate links not mention affiliate links what do we what's the posture there
1: oh i don't know uh the, there are laws I and mean, i think that depends where you're geographically located but even so i mean if you choose to you you bury it in the small print don't you and that's really who reads the small print so i don't know what's the i mean everybody's you know most people who are doing it to make money are not going to over emphasize that this is an affiliate and and do people who are beginners come into wordpress of which there are a lot and that's where the markets opened up do they even know what an affiliate link is you know yeah yeah no Uh, i I I think it's quite likely that most members of my
0: family wouldn't even know what an affiliate link was yeah okay so sorry you go carry on
1: oh yeah i was just going to say i actually looking back i always felt uncertain about affiliate marketing because I, you know, and I was doing some with Beaver Builder, but I actually feel okay about that. And that's why I think it's, it was necessary in a way when Beaver Builder was out. I think I was doing a, a, most of my content was about how to use it, which they at that time wouldn't have had the time to make themselves. Right. uh, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually helping their marketing efforts.
0: Actually, that's interesting because I went to a, I went to a plugin website yesterday and discovered that a video of a third party that's not connected with that um with uh-huh. that plugin they've stuck their their video onto their website so obviously they yeah. thought oh look th- this person has made an excellent piece of content let's just use that probably got their permission i would have thought but um you know th- they've managed to do an explainer video much better than the the
1: the plugin founder could have done so that's a bit of a win win yeah, I see that a lot. In fact, you just sent me to a plugin today and that, that may be the case there. There was a video shown that wasn't the author's video, but somebody else's. So, you know, that happens quite a lot. I think even one of my videos got shown on YouTube for a while on, yeah. the, you know, yeah. on the repository yeah, and because there's just somebody who made that content for them. And I think, yeah, I so, you know, that's where I think it becomes necessary. I mean, obviously in the case of Beaver Builder, they employed somebody to go and make their own video. So, you know, me being an affiliate for them wouldn't have made so much sense because they had good docu- They always had good documentation, just not videos, but they have it. But I can see this is where it can be useful. You know, you're working as a developer, you're small, you're getting started, you don't have the time to show people how to use it, your yeah. audience. Okay. You know? So I'm going to stray into a subject which isn't even in the show notes, but it's just occurred
0: to me and it's probably quite important. There seems to be a move at the moment amongst the population in general, and therefore browser manufacturers to mm-hmm. hobble the ability of cookies to track you across the internet. So, yeah. you know, privacy concerns, the fact that social media networks can know so much about you because they've planted cookies and they can follow you around the internet and all this kind of stuff. I know that Apple um, on the iPhone has neutered, yes. and I'm going to say third-party plugins, sorry, third-party um, cookies. I'm not entirely sure what the, the the ramifications of that are, but I know that it stifled Facebook's ability to to generate ad revenue. But also, in the most recent release of Firefox, they have now siloed cookies only to the website that it's come from. So... Facebook's cookies they call it cookie jars which is kind of a cool way of thinking about it Facebook's cookies can only be uh, can be only be accessed by Facebook if you're on the Facebook website the same would be true of Google and the same would be true of everything now what that feels like and I could be wrong about this does that stifle the ability of affiliate marketers in the future you know does that does that put up a, a wall um, in the way that cookies have been able to behave? So, let's say, yeah. for example, that plugin X, I've got the the, the cookie. F- sorry, I've got an affiliate system with them. I've somebody's clicked on the link that I created. They've gone through to that website. Does that mean that in the future, the enterprise of these um, browser manufacturers is that that cannot follow through? There can be no benefit. I don't know. I don't know how all that works.
1: That's really interesting. And do you know what I think? And I don't want to mention any names, but there is one particular WordPress affiliate marketer who does very well. And, and I think his direction has largely moved into working with other developers to produce and be the front face for that, um, that product, which they're involved with as well. So I think, you know, but that's only going to be open to the successful people. So I think if you've got a skill for presenting stuff to people, you're going to end up not doing the affiliate with them, but you're going to end up going to the source and being right. effectively a part of their company. Are you, their yeah. Are you supposing? Yeah.
0: Are you supposing from that then that the affiliate has the affiliate route has maybe dried up or is drying up? So they've decided to change the way that they do things, and they're going to go to this, you know, the, the way of being employed by that company instead of trying to promote it through affiliates.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way it's moving. Certainly, you've seen it with. One and you see a lot of as well companies who will employ somebody to do a review for them. They'll give them some money for that. So I think, I think maybe the traditional, you know, cookie based affiliate marketing is changing a little bit more to these people with a YouTube video and an ability to explain things to people. They will now be working effectively in some other capacity for that company. Either they're paying them to do a review or they will, you know, be a part of their business and will officially do the reviews. But there's the problem again, you know, how much do you... It's about that transparency and how much you reveal of your involvement with the company that you're promoting. Again, that's a little sticky area. Yeah, it's interesting. My understanding in the Apple case... Yes.
0: My, I don't have an iPhone, so I'm, I'm just going to go from memory, is that when the version of iOS installed itself and you then visited a particular property, let's say Facebook... I think that the the, the pop up that came up was on on iOS, so it was in the OS itself, and I think it said something along the lines of, "Do you do you wish to be tracked by Facebook?" And mm-hmm. the the tenor of that question, that the wording of that question, the, you know, the executives at Facebook must have been cringing when they read mm-hmm. that. Okay, it's going to read like that, is it? Because mm-hmm. my understanding was that given that was the question. Almost nobody said yes, allow Facebook to track me. So yes. there must be a, a groundswell of of discontent with this. You know, the typical person sees that as a bit of a violation. Um yes. you know, we're not talking about affiliates here, with a broader picture of being tracked across the entire internet by a giant multinational. Yes. But I would imagine that if in the future you said, you know, to a typical internet user, okay. You've just clicked an affiliate link. Do you want this affiliate link to track you to the website?
1: I yes. think most people are going to click no. Yeah. Um, uh, I, hmm. I think, that, well, you know, I, <laughs> with GDPR, you know, and, and the revised cookie law that they still, I don't think, have finished and completed get held back, there has been that talk about it really should be up to the browsers to try and inform people what's going on rather than the individual site owners you know so and it does seem that eventually we'll go that way and it just seems sensible so yeah the the traditional affiliate marketing we're talking about i can see dying yeah in the that's
0: interesting okay yeah. so given that david we need to you need to rewrite all of your youtube content <laughs> i need to uh stop using affiliate links and uh you know
1: just be, yeah, just be less disingenuous. That's the problem. Yeah. I think I think affiliates is over for both of us, isn't it, in yeah, terms yeah. of any kind of income? Yeah, um, oh, certainly, yeah. 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 Um, shall we talk about what we're going to talk about next time? Yes, let's go for We it. don't even know. We've just got a title, which yeah, is No do- Code is a Lie. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's quite a nice topic, the idea that you can build a website with absolutely no interaction with the code uh so the affiliate is that true marketers have lied to you That's and now true. we're going to expose <laughs> yeah, yeah. their lies. <laughs> i've bought so many block systems oh dear uh yeah and it's been all unfounded yeah so we'll be doing that in a in a two weeks time in a fortnight's time but uh yeah, yeah Look, thanks for chatting to me today i appreciate it yeah i enjoyed it thanks a lot cheers well i hope that you enjoyed that always a pleasure chatting to david warmsley about these things if you have any comments about it feel free to share things on social media you can find all of the bits and pieces of where we've got ourselves on social media at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Or better yet, why not go to the wpbuilds.com website, search for episode number 335 and use the commenting system, which WordPress has got. We're kind of pushing that a little bit. At the minutes, very nice to actually get comments on a, on a website. You know how it feels when that finally happens. It's an absolute pleasure. So yes, episode number 335. Really appreciate your commentary. The WP Builds Podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And sincere thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. As we mentioned at the top of the show, you can find us this week. We'll be doing our live show on Monday, this week in WordPress. We will also be doing a show with Patrick Posner, all about making static sites. Both of those things can be found at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. There's some calendar links on the homepage of our website, so Be sure to link to those, put them in your calendar, and then you won't miss one of those episodes. But that's really it for this week. I hope that you have a lovely week. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.